Well, happy December, everybody. <laughs> happy December. It's just, it's begun. 25 and days of Christmas. 25 days of Christmas, and also the one day of Spotify wrapped. Mmm. That, it's never meant anything to me, but, like, I know how big it is for other people. Well, and if, if we were so lucky to be on your Spotify wrapped. God bless. Unfortunately, Spotify did not give the podcasters the opportunity to record thank you videos like it did the artists. Yeah, so consider this our thank you audio. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> should we do this whole, should we do this whole episode in British accents? Maybe we should. Okay. <laughs> I really wish I really wish I could do a British accent. Are you not doing it right now? I, do you think I am? Yeah. Wait, let me try. Hello, welcome to Cousin Time. Not bad. Oh, good. Okay, wait, let me read this. <clears throat> welcome back to Cousin Time. Jessica and Cameron are college friends to post-grad roommates learning to navigate the world. Join us as we reminisce on our childhoods, rationalize our Sunday scaries, and ruminate on what it means to be born in the UK. Cheerio, bruv. <laughs> that was, that was literally like... Julie Andrews was next to me. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So if you couldn't tell, this week's episode is on the British invasion. The British invasion, of yes. 2012. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Brits don't say their T's when they're in the middle of the word. Mm. But how do you say 20? Is it 20? 2012. 2012. I don't know. <laughs> That's a really hard one. I know we've got three British listeners, so <laughs> please. If you're British, A, do not take offense. <laughs> And B, please let us know, what can we be doing better? <laughs> Give us some tips and tricks, if you will. <laughs> Open to all feedback. Okay, so I'm going to switch back up, because that was not it. And we'll keep, we'll keep, you on, keep, keep you on your toes. <laughs> we may go in and out of it. Um, <laughs> in 2012, I think, to me, there was no... You know, there was no such thing as American pride except for British admiration. Right. It was like the American Revolution just didn't happen. We're going back to our roots. It was a very primitive thing. Mm -hmm. Because it's important that we recognize that is our roots. And it's important we recognize that what comes around goes around. And it is so... Listen, we're going to get more into this later on in the season, but it's so jarring to me how young America is. She's a baby. And she's caused so much harm. (laughs) For a while in 2012, you couldn't walk into a Claire's <laughs> yeah. without seeing the Union Jack everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It was it was no longer America. It was London. And it, girls were showing up to One Direction concerts wearing the Union Jack as if that would make the boys fall in love with mm-hmm. them. And I'll say it, I didn't go a concert. I didn't either. go to a concert, but if I did, I, I think I would have worn that. And that's where that's where our story starts. Mm-hmm. One Direction. Our story starts with a man named Simon Cowell. <laughs> God rest his soul. <laughs> and where were you when you first heard about One Direction? I don't know. I don't remember. Do you remember where you were? Oh, when you yeah. I was in the backseat of my mother's car. Really? I just remember it all of a sudden being, you know, it's like, it was, it was all there all at once. I can't remember. It was, it was death by a thousand cuts, if you will. So it was actually the opposite of all at once. <laughs> I'm going to lock in death by a thousand cuts. Mm -hmm. I just know when I fell. Gotcha, gotcha. I was, mine was a moment in time where I was, it was dad's night out with the kids, us and our neighbors, and we were all going to the local hockey game. Okay. Oh, that sounds so fun. And we were in the back of my mom's car driving, 
and the neighbor, um, Julie, she was telling me all about this new band, and she, throughout the entire dinner, the car rides, the whole hockey game, mm -hmm. we were just clocked in. She was telling me all the One Direction lore. And then later that week, I was homesick from school, and I watched all the video diaries on my iPod Touch, and from that moment forward, I was a Directioner. You were a changed woman. I was a changed woman, and I was thinking, why did we have to declare our independence? Uh-huh. And now, I think it's important to note that what grade were you in? Seventh. Seventh grade. Classic. Very vulnerable. And so susceptible to influence mm -hmm. at that age. And you were in a precarious place of both being the influenced and the influencer. Mm -hmm. Because if I remember correctly, you were creating tests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll own up to it. Okay. I was a bit of a, I would say, a toxic fan, which I think... The fandom had more than one of. And I think sometimes it's still true to this day for you. Yeah. Yeah. I get protective. And I think... It's no one can do it like me. No one can No one can love an artist like I can, mm -hmm. you know? And I just remember, yeah, I had my friends in eighth grade, and we all loved One Direction. But no one like you. But no one like... I was definitely the top of the pyramid. And when other people tried to say they loved One Direction, I would say... Oh, do you now? Prove it. I need to find the test. It's somewhere in my email. And it's, yeah, it's over 100 questions, including, like, what hospital was Niall Horan born at? And, like, it's just so crazy to <clears> me <throat> that you held all of that information in your brain. Girl, one thing about me is my brain is massive. Have you lost it? Maybe some of it. I mean, I don't know the name of his hospital, but mm -hmm. I, I know the city. And, like, when you were preparing both for the creation and just, I guess, for the test in general, were you, like, nose in the books? It was just, it was... Like, saying my own birthday at that point. <laughs> Got it. Okay, yeah. But, so yeah, with One Direction, and I think that it's important, and I know that this is a topic that you are very passionate about, the role of teenage girls in a society, period. And the fundamental role is shaping our pop culture. Mm-hmm. And to this day, they are. They are. They are shaping our slang. They are shaping our trends. They are shaping what's in, what's out. And we are not giving girls ages 12 to 15 the credit they deserve. No, and we never the, have. They're the backbone of the nation. They're the backbone of this nation. And what do they get? Slander. Slander and bullying and systemic injustices. <laughs> and... With that being said, the way that the teenage girls of the United States of America turned this nation on her head was so crazy. Is America a woman? Yeah, I think so. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain. But I think that's the thing is, is... A, a high school, a middle school boy likes Nirvana, and a girl says she does, and it's named three songs. Mm -hmm. And a girl can name every song of One Direction, and it's, oh, it's a silly little hobby. It's a silly little hobby. You just like them because they're cute. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which, and also, yeah, and that's okay. <laughs> because if you didn't, if you, first of all, let's talk about the way that you had to align yourself with one of them. Yes, but you couldn't say that you're your favorite. You weren't allowed to have a favorite. You just had to have which boy is, like, yours. There was a word for it. What was the word? I just know You just had to say, like, I'm a Liam girl. Right. You were a, a Louie girl. A Liam, I was a Liam a girl. <gasps> I was a Liam. I'm a Louie girl now. You were a Liam but girl? I was a Liam girl. Because he was the responsible one. <laughs> he was daddy direction. 
and I wanted a I wanted a man who was responsible. That's crazy. I know. That's I so know. sick. You shouldn't share that publicly. I know. I know. I was a zane girl, and that all tracks. That all tracks. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um. Well, and I think the way that you had to love One Direction is I think what led to the British invasion because if you liked One Direction, in order to prove it. You had to listen to so many other people. You had to listen to Little Mix. Mm-hmm. You had to listen to Cheryl Lloyd. Mm-hmm. You had to listen to Ollie Murs. And then you, you had to immerse yourself in what you, what Tumblr thought British, British culture British was. <laughs> <laughs> it's so embarrassing. And that's where Keep Calm and Carry On was born. Keep calm and carry on. We took that and we ran. What is the origin story of that little monster? I think it might be something in from the World War II. <laughs> really? I think so. Look it up. A lot of fact breaks here. Oh my god, yeah, wait. This World was their propaganda. Yeah, this was this... I want you. They said keep calm and carry on. This is so much better <clears throat> than US propaganda. The way we took keep calm and carry on, which was once war propaganda, and we made it Keep calm and do algebra. <laughs> Keep calm and love One Direction. Keep calm and oh, what was that other thing? We would have like we would have like laugh like Nile, flirt like Harry, <laughs> be adventurous like Zane. Like there was like a motto for each of them. Mm-hmm. And also the words we would have phenomenal, amazing. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. Fabuloui. Which is so true. Extraordinary. What was Liam? I think it was Brilliam. <laughs> and we, you, you had to, I mean, okay, not in the later days of One Direction, but in this era, like 2012, you had to incorporate that into your vernacular. Like, mm. I did an amazing job on my test. <laughs> I would love to talk to the parents of, of Extreme Directioners. <laughs> because you know how there were some that were like, it was their life? Yeah, yeah. And also the way that it, the One Direction, America discovering One Direction was a catalyst for America changing as a whole. We've definitely established that as our thesis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the fashion. We have our slang. We yes. have our slogans. We <clears throat> have our social media is so British. Mm-hmm. I feel like the mustaches were also part of this. They had to have been tied in. Maybe, it was all tied maybe in. Maybe it like, was a false narrative that all Brits have a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like it was just like the the awkward not even it's also just so heavily just in taking into consideration the larger historical context Mm -hmm. it's so intertwined with tumblr culture yes that's where the mustaches came in and like john green and john green (laughs) and he's american we claim him yes the glasses yes but um yeah the fashion i think that rooted in like people had to dress or they wanted to dress like one of the one direction girlfriends and in that original era, like, it was, like, Eleanor Calder. And you could dress like her if you wore, like, the little Peter Pan mm-hmm. collar or little bows. Well, and I think then also, as it be- – it was obviously we were trying to take British fashion. But it was, like, mm-hmm. how – it's like a game of telephone where it all gets twisted as it comes down the line. And so, like, I feel like our version of British fashion was smart. You were dressing smart. Preppy. Preppy. And I'm just thinking about all the little – 12, 13-year-old girls running around in their Oxfords. The Oxfords. Yes. The epidemic of Oxfords. And there was a very stinky foot era. <laughs> I never had Oxfords. Neither did I. How do you know? 
I just assume that's a sockless shoe. <laughs> oh God, I didn't even think about that. Right? At all. It's got shoes like that are so alarming. Where it's like you tie them, so I feel like when you tie, you wear a sock. I mean, you might be wearing a no show. A no show. But maybe I feel that's like why no shows were invented for. British invasion. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the Oxfords, if I'm picturing the correctly, would have like little holes. Yeah. Out. So then it's like, you're not wearing a sock. I'm on to you. So it's breathable. <laughs> I don't think that's enough air. I think your foot is pressed right up on those holes. Mm-hmm. And they just, they can't be comfortable. They cannot, they, the way I know that your little pinky toe was crammed into there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then, yeah. So then we also had, I want to talk about my favorite song that came from British culture. Cheerio! Mm-hmm. That one. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a lot of British songs. We were supporting British artists. That one was an American artist, if I am correct. I don't remember. And I think she was just trying to appeal to the masses with her cheerio. And she did. You know, she did because I was going to turn that accent on. Yeah, yeah. What's the next one? I was like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's a great song. We got to start listening to it more. Let's get Broken Hearted, number one, on iTunes. Hear that, everyone? Cousin Time Nation, this is your call to action. <laughs> Keep calm and carry on. Keep calm and stream Broken Hearted. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's something else I was going to bring up. Oh, the British accent. Were you speaking in a British accent with your friends in public, trying to get passerbys to think you were British? No, were you? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I remember my friend and I, we were we were left alone in a Red Robin. Oh, that's never out. good. And we we ordered our whole meal in British, and we spoke our whole conversation in British. We kept saying, "Do you think they think we're British?" I would love to have a roundtable with the Red Robin employees. Circa the Red Robin roundtable. <laughs> yes, yes. And with that same friend, it really did get drastic because we would change each other's contact. To like our One Direction boys, so like her name in my phone was Liam Payne, and then we would text each other like we were the boys. That is so delusional of you. Yeah, it was also like a hard stop. Yeah, how did it end? It like was it the all of a sudden? Hiatus? All of a sudden, it wasn't cool anymore. Mm-mm. And if you if if your Facebook profile picture was still the Union Jack, <laughs> uh-uh. loser. loser. Out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't, you couldn't keep up. No, it was, yeah, what, you know, like, how the Great Depression ended because of World War Two. Mm-hmm. Like, what major cultural shift ended the British invasion? Because I would argue that it was before, I'll, okay, I'll say it, it was Zane leaving One Direction. Because it was before the band, you know, went on their hiatus. Mm-hmm. I think it was when Zane left One Because they lost their spark. They lost their, their little... They lost their high notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what is a nation without their high notes? Because mm-hmm. honestly, I feel like that's, well, that's when I fell off the bandwagon for mm-hmm. sure. But that's when everyone else was like, oh, we're actually in America. It was like the the, the fog was lifted. We were thankful mm-hmm. for those before us that fought the Revolutionary War yes. instead of scorning them. Yes, absolutely. This is... Things I want to remember about 2023. Alternative title, things I don't want to forget about 2023. <laughs> Here's an idea. Those are the same. <laughs> they have a, a bit of a different connotation. Okay. First, the Titanic submarine. That was so crazy. When was that? June. That was June? I think. I, we were collectively following that 
No, it was like when that boy got put in that balloon several years ago. Mm-hmm. And the way that then it all came out that like they weren't they weren't hanging out down there. It was. Do you remember like when we were like, okay, there's hours left, and we were yeah. like, the countdown yes. was on. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that'll be a moment for the for the books. Yes, which just reminded me of another one: mm-hmm. the Chinese spy balloon. That was a very hot second in time. Yeah, but I feel like it was right after the Titanic. It was. It was. Do what was one that just popped into my brain in a similar fashion? The the cloud when the air got really bad. Oh my gosh, in New York. Yeah. It was something in Canada that then... The fires. Yes. Drifted down. Yeah, because I threw up. Yeah, and it was... It was black. Yeah. Censor. <laughs> Content warning. Um, Taylor Swift and Maddie Healy. I don't want her to forget whatever Maddie Healy was. When they both, like, lip-synced the same word to the concert. <laughs> that was so weird. Disgusting. So gross. In a similar fashion, Harry Styles making out with that girl, and it was <gasps> so bad. <laughs> Year? When, when yes, was that? that was this because year. That's when I got the ick for Harry. Yeah. I said, mm-mm, mm-mm. That was so... That was the end of my British invasion. And additionally, speaking of Harry Styles, the Don't Worry Darling premiere. That was last year, hun. Oh, God. I, I, they're blending. Yeah. Um, The penalty shootout in the Women's World Cup where the U.S. lost. Let's just not forget. I know that was dark for you. George Santos. In what part? All of it. When he saw Shade away? <laughs> When he sashayed away, he's still, I think, mid sachet. Mm-hmm. I keep watching these little compilations, just all of his moments in time. I We should have had our Aqua Notes be, what's next for George Santos? Because mm. I need him. Oh, I already know my answer. Yeah, let's spitfire it. Masked singer. Dancing with the stars for me. He's a performer at heart. And then my second choice was something on the Food Network. Mm-hmm. Like a guest judge. Mm-hmm. I just know that, get that man in front of a camera. The Rihanna Super Bowl performance. Do you remember how there was just internet action for days about those little marshmallow suits? <gasps> yes! <laughs> and the way she had all those men <laughs> follow her like that. That was good. The 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 content that was created because of that performance. Mm-hmm. It was really art. Art inspires art. Yeah. Barbenheimer. Oh, yeah. That was unforgettable. Yeah. The rise of AI. <sighs> AI came in. And I'm so scared. Yeah, I mean, because I like AI as a as a tool, like professionally, I like it as a tool. But it does it does make me worry, and it does make me wonder, and it does make me think. What does it mean for academia? So true. What does it mean for this world moving forward? Because I use it so much for just like generating questions. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you think it is important for us to remember. Or collective us, Cousin Time Nation, to remember about 2023. And please send it to us in an itemized email list. Bullet points. Maybe one thing from each month. CousinTimePod at gmail.com. Yeah. Slays and dismays. I've got a twofer. Okay, hit me with it. My dismay is yesterday when I came home from work, I had a cup in my hand of peppermint mocha from Duncan. Mm-hmm. Also, Duncan, sponsor me, please. I love your peppermint mocha. And I was walking through the store and I had to pee so bad. It was going to come out of me one way or another. And mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure it happened in the bathroom. So I just threw everything down. And in that, I threw my peppermint mocha on the couch. Oh, I thought that's it was empty. Happened? Yes, I thought <gasps> it was empty. And I come back from peeing. And I said... There's peppermint mocha all over the couch. And specifically the one couch cushion that 
cannot go into the washer. Yeah. So I googled. I said, "How to remove Lord help me. <laughs> Removing peppermint mocha from upholstery." Mm-hmm. And I read those instructions and I did it. And that's my sleigh. Is that it looks great. It looks cleaner than it's ever looked. Like I need to do it all over the whole couch because you can't even tell that there was peppermint mocha there. Yeah, you can't. Um, my sleigh. My sleigh is that this little monster here, Adam the cat, has a clean bill of health. We think. We think. Up until 10 minutes ago. And that's my dismay, is the one-two punch of it. Is this, today he has thrown up, he has made some some alarming alarming noises with his coughing, and he's been very scared of men all day. Window men. Window men. And that's also my other dismay, is the fact that they've been out there making such a racket all day long. They've been out there since early this morning. And they saw me in my towel. Yeah. Yeah, we have construction happening next door. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next time, next week. Bye.